Quiet on the set. Action. Welcome, everyone, to the Movie Machine Podcast presented by Hot Chocolate Media. I am joined by not three, but four amazing Hollywood elites today that are going to make a movie based on a random prompt from the internet. Our writing team is Tim Wick and Melissa Kercher, who are currently working on the pilot for the remake of Trapper John M.D. It's going to be spectacular. Oh, it's going to be fabulous. Uh, our director, Ben Lissom, who is the Skeletron stunt double in Turbo Kid. And our producer, Jacob Gulliver, who is Sebastian Stan's mustache groomer in I, Tanya. Oh, you did some fabulous work. I loved I, Tanya. So, so starting with our writing team, uh, your movie today is an epic drama. The main characters are an infamous businessman and a contemplative martial artist. The start of the story is reconciliation. The end of the story is service. I can give that to you one more time if you like. Well, I have so many great ideas, but they aren't as great as Melissa's. Melissa, tell them your ideas. Well, I feel, I feel like we open with this wonderful, very 80s-esque story about this businessman who has risen to the top of Wall Street. That's right. Very 80s. Very yeah, I 80s. agree with that. And when she says 80s, what she means is retro 80s. No, very. So very. it's actually set in 2009, but it looks exactly like the 80s. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So it, it, they still have cell phones and stuff like that. But otherwise, it really that looks That way it's 80s. more current. And we can very much, you know, reference Wall Street, like the movie Wall Street. Well, actually filming on Wall Street. But we have this infamous businessman, and he's uh, he's at the top of his field. He's at the top of his game, but he's wondering if there's more to life. And suddenly, one day, he's coming into the office. There's this fight out in the street in front of his place, and he's wondering, wow, what is going on here? And, and this guy is fighting off other guys that seem to be bad guys, but we don't know yet. And so, It's a mystery. And so this this martial artist beats up all these guys and then and then looks at his hands and goes, Why? And he's, he seems very conflicted. About he's contemplating. He's, 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 con- he's contemplating what has happened. Yes, and he's, he seems very regretful for the mm-hmm. violence. And well, you know, things progress in this plot as, as the, the, the businessman gets curious about this martial artist and starts following him. And it winds up that they're brothers. They did not know about each other. They were, they adopted. were both adopted. They are adopted brothers. They were brothers. separated at no, birth. No, no, I mean they're adoptive brothers. Their parents adopted both of them, but at different times. Yes. So they didn't know each other because their parents, they had a house in the Hamptons, and then they had a house in New Mexico, and they raised one son in the Hamptons and one in New Mexico. And they had no idea. None. And, and see, the, the nature versus, versus nurture thing is going on here. It is. And so in the middle, you know, there's all this, this conflict and, and all that stuff, and we fill in the gaps later. But uh, at the end, they, they, they... Actually, the middle is going to be completely improvised. Yes, We're just absolutely. going to provide them with words... 
to make up the story. And in the end, they join forces to open a restaurant. It, it's very moving. Because restaurants are very moving. It will make you verklempt. She means you'll cry. All right. Uh, do you have a title for this film? Yes, we do have a title. The title of the film is going to be Bad Brothers. All right. So, director Ben, you've got the uh, script for Bad Brothers. The entire second act says improv, and it's got jazz hands typed all over. It has words. It has yeah. words that are going to be used for prompts for the actors. That too. They And they actually, what they're going to do is they're going to ask for those prompts from craft services in the morning. So while they're having their breakfast, they will go up to a member of craft services and they will say, what I'd like you to do is tell me about a place that you would take a nap. And then they will improv the segment of the script from that. Alright, so how are you feeling about that, Ben? Yeah, so... Growing up as a, you know, director, I was always really inspired by the works of Christopher Guest. And I really, you know, I love the improv, the idea that you can make a movie through improvising. And we're just going to really do an homage to him. So, you know, there's going to be, it's going to be, you know, a documentary, mockumentary, as I coined that term there, I think. Um, And I, you know, it'll be about, uh, you know, the businessman, he's just starting out like, hey, um, starting this little video log about this restaurant that I'm going to start. You know, planting the seeds for the restaurant at the end. Uh, it comes back, that is the hero's journey. Uh, or the checkoff gun, as they say. So, you know, we'll go around and, like, going around doing some of his business things. Funny little situations. We, we want to get someone funny who hasn't worked in a while, but, you know, used to work in comedy sitcoms. So, I don't know if he's done anything recently, but Brian Cranston, he hasn't worked since Malcolm in the Middle. You know, he worked, he was really funny in that show, so I think he'd be a good businessman. I bet he could, he could do some chops. And the martial artist, uh, we're going to get Donnie Yen, of course. But I think, you know, people really like the Star Wars. So, and obviously, I'm assuming we can't get the Star Wars license for this movie. But we are going to have, we're going to distinct it enough, but we're going to have Donnie Yen be blind and be like just exactly like the character from Rogue One. So, so Zatoichi without a lightsaber. Exactly. Well, he didn't have a lightsaber. You know, then the fans who are watching it will, it's just a little thing for them to make the fan theory like oh okay he he didn't die he got reincarnated into our galaxy you mm. know what i mean so, or it'll make a whole you know extended universe thing so i think and everyone knows that if a star wars character is reincarnated in our galaxy he has to be adopted right exactly absolutely yeah. true um, can can the businessman be trading in kyber crystals yeah mm. and you know we'll have we'll, i'll ask him to make little subtle references counterfeit to it's like, oh. crystals. like, hey, um, what was that character's name? Chirut. Yeah, ch- his name's going to be Cherry. Yeah, his name's going to be Cherry. Chirut Imwe was the character name. So his name's going to be Cherry. Okay. And, you know, he'll make a little thing like, I'm not necessarily from around here. You know what I mean? And, of course, he, you know, he's blind but can see better than anyone because that's what you do when you're a martial artist. Just like Zadoichi. Exactly. Absolutely. But yeah, we're going to have some real fun with this mockumentary. All right, so producer Jacob, you have a documentary or mockumentary script that is also set in the Star Wars Extended Universe, but oh. totally not in the Star Wars Extended Universe. Yeah, don't worry. We're, we're keeping away from technically being. The, the director has sent you a, a video he thought was funny where the opening credits has Millennium Century Fox, and he thought that was hilarious. He already filmed it. He already spent like $50,000 on that. How you feeling? 
Yeah, I mean, what, what we got here is a full head of hair when we really need an undercut. I'm thinking, we've got all this great material, but there's just too much of it. We need, we need to kind of narrow in and pick some of these items to really work with. I love the idea that it's brothers. I love Donnie Yen. I was going to suggest putting Stephen Chow in it myself, mm-hmm. but, you know, Donnie Yen will, will do in a pinch. They could both uh, play the role. Sure. Or they could... <laughs> Each one of them could be a brother in the scenario, uh, maybe? Can we find a spot for Sammo Hung? They haven't I mean, been in Star Wars yet, yeah. so that joke won't work. Right, so here's, here's what I'm thinking. We've got these great Chinese actors. Let's set this in Hong Kong. Let's, let's get some, some Chinese money coming in. Um, if we want it to be kind of like the 80s... That's okay. There are parts of China that are still kind of like the '80s. That's that'll work. So we'll we'll just leave some of that the way it is. It'll be kind of like old school, and you know, I I really want to get in some of those like unbelievably awesome, dope '80s hair styles in there. You know, I I am self-styled, pun intended, hair expert, and I think if we can get like some sponsorships, oh, maybe from like. You know, L'Oreal or Tresemme or, you know, maybe their Chinese knockoff brands. Um, I think we could, you know, if, if our main characters have cool hair, then I think we could pull in some of that money. I think that'll work pretty well. I don't remember um, if uh, Brian Cranston has that much hair. He can wear a wig. Oh, yeah. Good point. I mean, he, he can grow a mustache or, you know, mm. like just thieve the hair off of another We make Brian Cranston a Wookiee. But we don't call him a Wookiee. Yeah, so about that, this, the Star Wars thing has got to go, guys. I'm sorry, I can't afford it. We we can do this. Let's We can make a reference to it at the end to like satisfy the folks who are, are wanting that Star Wars elements in there. So the restaurant that they're going to start is like a theme restaurant. So we can have like a reference to Star Wars or like a poster or something in there at the end. And Donnie Yen can make a cute joke about it. Because, oh yes, Star Wars is great. Don't you look like that guy who was in the Star Wars? Yeah, okay. Something like that. I don't know. You guys figure it out. But yeah, I think I think we're on the right track. Also, the triads have to be in it because they're in every 80s Hong Kong movie. So find a way to work them in. Maybe there's like some sort of thing where they're trying to take over the business or like the martial artist brother is connected somehow. Uh, and do not change the title. It's perfect. Uh, uh, budget is going to be $50 million. All right. So you uh, writing team. So you got a fifty million dollar budget. You've been told like a whole bunch of Asian or Chinese actors are great, but you still have Brian Cranston for whatever reason. Uh, There's and, always one white guy in Hong Kong action um, movies. It's true. It's set that you've been told absolutely no Star Wars references. Like they can kind of goof at it at the end, but not like not okay. directly reference. Well, it's, well they're very flexible thing, with their copyright. The first thing yeah, you that let me worry about that, son. The first thing that I think we're going to do is we have to change the title because <laughs> because I'm really attached to this vlog idea, so I want to change the title to vlog rhythms, and I think that it needs to have more street dancing. I think you're right. Yes, because I I'm feel like that Donnie rest. Yen could really bust a move. But Donnie Yen can bust a move, and he can do it while blind. And it's I true. think I think he should also be deaf. And it and it and it's more like a Helen Keller story, only with street dancing. Can there be a third brother who is? Wait, we have one blind brother and one deaf brother, and they have to unite. And they have to unite to street dance because one of them can't hear the beat. Yes, but is the better dancer. Yes, because the other one can't dance because he can't see the moves. That's right. <laughs> 
So I think I think so we've got to win. One, I think we got to win. See, but none of them tap, know their brother can tap well, the beat out for the one that can dance. Yes. And so maybe instead of opening a restaurant at the end, they open a theater, a musical theater. A musical theater because, because that also sells tacos. That's right. And so... Uh, because what's better with a musical than a taco? Now, I heard somebody mention Chekhov's gun earlier, which got me thinking about theater. So there should also be a gun. If it's said in New York, you can't have it not have a gun. That's true. It's just... It's and if there. there are triads... Huh? If we're referencing the triads. It's set, in, it's set in New York, but filmed in Hong Kong. Well, there can be triads yeah. in New York. Yeah, of course there can. There's more than two people in New York. All you need for a triad is three people. <laughs> as long as they've got guns, I'm fine with it. Three people with guns is a triad. And they do gun dances. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, director, uh, mm. the studio said don't change the title, so the writing team showed up with a script, script called V-Log Rhythms. They've added musical numbers and a third brother, and it's set in New York and filmed in Hong Kong. In their notes, uh, you like these changes. You have $50 million as well. <clears throat> well, first off, I just want to say, when I was making a mockumentary, you know, and doing, like, the, you know, simple HD over-the-counter camera, I didn't expect an extra $50 million, so, uh... I'm going to splurge a little bit more than I was anticipating. Title, that's not my prerogative. I'm going to... That would be a great title. Not my prerogative. <laughs> that's, you can change it to that if you like. That would be uh, awesome. I'm just going to let that go. See what up the chain happens. That's another good title. Um, <laughs> no, the dance off. We're definitely. I think uh, that's another great title. Dance off. Yeah, up uh, the chain. I'm dance pretty off. sure it's taken. Oh, that. Not. Um, okay, we're gonna stop on that. But no, the dance scene's gonna do some great CGI where you know the rhythm. Because you know, with the martial artist can't see, but you know, it's one with the rhythm of the beat. You know, and we'll have this little. The rhythm is going to get him. Yeah, and you'll see like the CGI like sound waves like. Whoa. That like go over it, and you know he close up of his ear as he's listening to the how the how the air moves with the beat, and you know his 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 toe is tapping, and inside you can maybe we'll do like an inside shot. I'm I'm just trying to spend all this extra money. Uh, the inside shot where you see his chi, like his chi paths, they then start to go neon and start like. Like changing colors because it's the beat. You know what I mean? We're really, I want to mix spiritualism with boogie dancing. It's like a disease. It's like he's got the beat. Right, exactly. Um, so we're going to have some great scenes with that. Now, Chekhov's gun. Originally, I Chekhoffed the gun being the restaurant, but now the uh, boogie dancing, beating, whatnot, is more of a Chekhov gun blasting at the end than my original Chekhov gun. So we're going to have to redub. The Chekhov gun references at the beginning. This, if you don't understand what I'm saying, uh, you should take a writing class, okay? <laughs> My peeps here know what I'm saying. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna dub over, you know. So, it, so perhaps. Or oh, oh, or we can have we can mix them together. The restaurant is gonna fail unless they can get some good boogie oh. dancing. You know, like, and that's how the triads go. It's like, and they need musicians, right. so they have to put on an ad for a well, boogie woogie bugle boy. No, yes. so the the triads are going to come in and say, and we're getting some really good triad actors, scary Chinese actors. I'm sure we'll find. Ah, uh, there's a million of them. And he'll he'll be like, there's a billion of your them. restaurant is going to be closed down. You have two weeks to get more boogie dancing in here, or else we'll cut off your fingers. 
That, that's something the triads do, right? Yeah. 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 Or else oh. there will be dancing in the streets. Ooh, there you go. That's a good threat. <laughs> Someone should call it. With a, Chekhov's gun. Should call a movie that title. That sounds like a good movie title. Your song title. So, producer Jacob, the uh, latest treatment of the script is, uh, or the film, the first cut is delivered to you inside of a disco ball. <laughs> and the courier is Dead Mouse. Like, and he throws it up. at you and he yeah. says, Disco Duck! And, and it's just kind of weird. It's no longer Bad Brothers. It's called Vlog Vlog Rhymes. I thought it was uh, Vlog Rhythms. Rhythms something. It's a math it's, joke. Yeah. yeah. Vlog Rhythms. Well, uh, we could throw some hip-hop in there. They, it could be Vlog uh, Rhymes. The, the first cut you hit get has a 22-minute dance number uh, with Donnie Yen at the center of it with, like, choreographed dancers in the background. It's actually really beautiful. It's just... 22 minutes long of a dance number. I don't see the uh, problem with this. So, how you feeling? Should it be longer? Yeah, my, my team needs to be punished. Um, <laughs> so, my, my my writers, first off, you're getting bad haircuts. Tim, you're you're getting a rat tail. Melissa, you're getting the flock of seagulls. How will they be able to tell I, the difference? I've always aspired to that haircut. So <laughs> I'm running so far away from her haircut. Um, ben, I'm going to give you an emo swoosh. Not like a cool one, but like the one that's like really over the top and just unpleasant to be next to. So enjoy that. The movie is, is going to be still Bad Brothers because that's like something we can actually market. I don't know what to do with this thing. Honestly, what I want to do, you, you guys seem to have this idea of like music that's really important to you and I want to keep that included in some way. So what, I, what I'm going to do, Brian Cranston character owns a dance hall, a club, in Hong Kong and it is going to be in Hong Kong because I've already rented everything. It's already going to be there. I'm sorry guys, it's got to be in Hong Kong. He's the owner of a club and we're going to call him Suave Kenny. And Suave will will pay some money for us to call him Suave Kenny and not just Kenny. So we've we've got that in there. It's working pretty good. Uh, he he can get in like some kind of dancey stuff. Like maybe he has a thing for disco, or like you know some of these older rhythms that we can we can bring in, and then we can have some dance scenes. I think the we could have dance hall days. Sure. Yeah. Okay. The the triad are putting pressure on these two, and like the, under pressure. Yeah. Absolutely. Bum um, bum. Yeah. So I think the triad are putting pressure on these two, and there's you know something about like, oh well, I didn't know I was going to reunite with my brother, and they can be know, reunited, and it will feel yeah. so good. <clears throat> it's sort of changing the way they go. So we'll, we'll put that in, and then you know I, I really just want to keep things basic with this, get it out there, see if we can make some money, and if this thing is successful, if this thing can work, I want to assign this this whole crew to work on my next project, which is going to be a Bollywood film, because I think you guys have some good ideas for like music and fun. And are willing to go over the top and get crazy with it. So I, I maybe it could make some yeah. money, money, money. Yeah. I have so or, many ideas for I'm a top box or some Monet, Monet. Right, right, right. I have also secured uh, a cameo from Tony Lung as the the head of the triads for this area. So we we got a really cool badass Chinese guy to play this this character. I'm very excited about that. We're gonna market hard in Asia, of course. Market hard in big cities in the U.S. And yeah, I think I think I'm good. All right. So I'm gonna put Bad Brothers into the movie machine, which sounds like a sick disco beat. All right. So uh, this movie comes back and it completely bombs in the box office. <sighs> 
it's domestically because, it's because it of does, the name it, domestically it does really well in southeast asia in indonesia and everything it does really well so you lose money there however it becomes a cult movie phenomenon in the u.s where they they show it at midnight movies and everything where fans dress up like the characters and do the dance numbers on stage in front of the screen and the biggest thing it does is it's supplanted rocky horror picture show and so there's a large segment of rocky horror picture show fans who hate this movie are very vocal about it and it, it causes like those two groups that they run each other in conventions they're aging they're gonna die soon it, anyway it becomes very violent but yeah the, oh my god it's like sharks versus jets yeah it's, <gasps> it's rocky horror. we could use that yeah yeah you guys have written Rocky Horror Picture for millennials. That's what you've achieved. And the number one lasting culture impersonation is the uh, Donnie Yen undercut mullet you put him in becomes the most popular haircut of the 2020s. I'm both ashamed and proud. So, you all have some time travel magic, starting with our writing team. You can make changes to avoid this fate, or you can leave art, be art, and accept what you've done. I'm for anything that pisses off Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. The only thing that I want to change is we're going to sneak vlog rhythms into the script wherever we can. I think, actually, yeah. at the end of the movie, yeah. you say, Donnie Yen will return. In, in vlog, vlog rhythms. rhythms. That's what we do. And then we'll get to make the film because they'll want it. All right, anything else, writing team? Good. All right, director, you do, like, you never work again in Hollywood. However, you're able to afford a, a studio apartment based on the residual checks of Blu-ray sales for the rest of your life. So, you know, it's not a nice studio apartment, but it's enough to cover the rent. So, you okay? Well, I don't think there's anything I could do at this point to let me work in Hollywood again, regardless. So, I'm going to take the uh, lesser option. Apartment, you know, that's nice. Free room and board, yeah. yeah I, I, don't, I don't like seeing fans fight, though. Rocky Horror Picture Shows and, and Bad Brothers they should live together in harmony, you know what I mean? Too much blood's been shed over all this stuff. So, you know what? I'm going to throw, just to mess with them, and maybe this will make it worse. I don't know, but I'm just one voice trying to make a more peaceful world. We're going to have a Tim Curry cameo in our <gasps> movie. That would be beautiful. Maybe that'll bridge the gap. And you know what? Of course, we've improvised everything else. We're not going to give Tim Curry a script. We're just going to have him. We have a great main member of the triad, but you know what? We're going to have Tim Curry as like a triad enforcer. You know, he's just like, you know, like the American or British guy that they just like, you know, sent there. And just so we can have Tim Curry try to intimidate Donnie Yen and just see what what happens and like just have him deliver an ultimatum. I, I, I just want to see, you know, we'll give Tim Curry a long ultimatum and just the amount of pauses that he'll make. The Tim Curry character can be called No, 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 Notorious. Right, exactly. <laughs> Just hearing him say that. I am no, 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 yes. And yeah, I think uh, that will maybe bridge the divide. Maybe even, you know what? We can even put little secret. Maybe they're part of the same oh. universe all along. Oh, 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 I got it. I got it. I got it. So Barry Bostwick from the original Lark, Rocky Horror, uh, was actually a really accomplished dancer. He should be in some of the dance scenes. All right. Producer, 
you have some time travel. Like you said, you you work again because even though it made us eight money back in Asia, but the Blu-ray sales have been great and everything. And you, you know, you you there's a documentary released about the film about how you just try to wrangle in these weird creative types, and you're actually kind of seen as like almost a martyr among other producers for dealing with that. So you're doing okay. Do you want to change anything, or do you just want to just let this ship sail? Well, you know, it's interesting you say that I have some sort of like you know, cult following at this point. Because I was feeling like I had to punish these guys by cutting out all their random vlog rhythm stuff and just taking that because the studio owns the script anyway and making my movie without them. But, you know, if I get something out of it, then I think this is okay. I'll just stay in, stay in the game and, and ride it out. Tim Curry has to go, though. That's just nonsense. <gasps> but but we keep Barry Bostwick? <laughs> Barry Bostwick can be uh, Suave Kenny's friend. He can do the splits really well. Yeah, like he's he can just be like you know the the dancer who's paid to make the dance floor cooler. Like yeah. he's maybe he's just like a they pitch him as like a bodyguard, but he's not really a bodyguard. He's just like a dancer that Suave Kenny keeps around because he wants to have a cool dancer out on the dance floor. I think that's fine. Or maybe he's his secret lover. That could be kind of cool. That would be hot. Um, you know, I, I could see Cranston Bostwick. I could see that. I ship um, that. Yeah. So, yeah, that works Brian for me. Brian Cranston, we'll just, Cranston we'll, Bostwick. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave that in there. That's that's fine. Um, Cranwick. You know, I, I got a, I got a I soft got. spot for Barry. So that's, that's fine. Um, I think, really, I, I want to have cool choreo both on the dance floor and for the fight scenes. And... I think if we sell that, the fight scenes will be on YouTube. People will remember the movie. People will like the movie. Even if the rest of it doesn't work for them, and that's fine. Who cares? We'll move on and do the next thing. We'll make our vlog rhythms, which coincidentally is also the name of the, the Indian actor in the lead for our vlog rhythms movie. So, <laughs> we're you know, it works out pretty well. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. All right, so uh, the movie machine puts it in. This movie is is perfect. It gets a lot of endless love. You'll never be royals, but you know it it, it does well. The only thing that really endures this it becomes a cult classic, but it's mostly just known as weird dancing nerds who like it. But it, you did avoid Barry Bostwick was able to bridge the divide between the Rocky Horror and the. Uh, Bad Brothers crowd, you know, you did the right thing, you know, as Barry Boswick said in his other great movie, Megaforce, Deeds Not Words. That's right. So, there you have it. That was Bad Brothers, a dance martial arts movie. And as always, we end each episode with some wisdom from our patron saint, Guy Fieri. There are three people you need in life. An accountant, a fishmonger, and a bail bondsman. Thank you, everyone. You got rid of the restaurant. I couldn't make the I'm a one with the fork and the fork is with me.